You're listening to Shit Gamers Say, only on the Ohio State Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Shit Gamers Say. I'm Joe Bodie, your host. With me today are Peter Samin. Hello. And Kyle Hutchinson. Hello, everyone. This is a podcast where we talk about games. Games? We have games to talk about. Wait, we... Wait, what? What? I wait, was, we don't? What? Do we? I was not told that we were supposed to bring games. Oh, well. It's, it's this two is hours awkward. of show and tell. <laughs> Well, today I have this I made a book. I made a diorama. You guys want to see it? Oh, I want to see your diorama. It's got a little, um, it's got some stickers. I got a little Kratos figure in there, and um, for some reason, I drizzled some maple syrup to make it smell good. It's a, it's a great, it's like a full body experience. Cover my body in maple syrup. <laughs> so, uh, before the podcast started, I was talking to Joe and Peter about the uh, the Game Awards 2014. Do you guys want to continue that discussion? Yeah, did, let's ta- let's continue that discussion. Did anybody watch it? No. I yeah, think I, I might, but you're saying it's a you were saying it's a joke. It's Can it's one of those it's one of those more? things where like half their award. Okay, the thing about the Game Awards is that. Half their awards are user voted, so mostly it's just like, oh, Call of Duty won best shooter again. Yep, here it is. Very popular <laughs> game won award. It's like it's never really the best games. Now, not all the awards are user voted. I mean, like, but a lot of, these of them games are. haven't even come out yet. Like, well, I guess I'm just can't Steam. That's like, the other thing they Arkham can vote Knight, for. They can vote for games that aren't out yet. Which Dark Souls, oh, uh, not Dark Souls, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. Some yeah. of these are on early up. Uh, early access kind of like pre pre order already. Yeah, which too. to me is just like that's not how you do an award show. But the big thing I about think... the award show is that a lot of new trailers get released and that's kind of exciting. I think one of the fundamental problems with the award show is it's kind of a relic of what video game quote unquote journalism used to be. Yeah. In that like you kind of have IGN, GameSpot uh moving away from sort of the hype that surrounds games and are moving in towards more of a personality focused sort of like outlet for expressing game opinions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the game awards are still very much like, Oh, we got this hot new game that is not out yet, but everyone wants, you know, like as we yeah. were saying with the fan, <laughs> throw it in a war. Are you, so are, you, are you seeing that it's like moving away from like an informative source to a more editorial source? Um, I feel like that's what a lot of video game outlets, like the journalism outlets are doing, and yeah. I think that's kind of like how people consume their content now, mostly. Giant and the Bomb game really awards, changed things. Yeah, and the Game Awards show are still very much kind of the Mountain Dew and Cheetos sort <laughs> of, uh... Speaking of which, they're just old, remember... They're old school. Remember the, kind the of uh... Remember last year? Um, so these award shows are, are uh, done by Jeff Keighley... Um, remember last year when Jeff Keighley did like Mountain Dew and Cheetos like advertising and he just looked so depressed. Yeah, it was it was just kind of a sad state of affairs <laughs> of affairs because Jeff Keighley is like he's he's a, he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah, you know, we, we, all, we all like him. He's cool. We all like Jeff Keighley. And so it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, ah, uh, 
God, no self-respecting person would put them in this position. Clearly, some guy above you forced you to do this. Yeah, so... And that's why I say it's kind of older school, because now I think a lot more, again, quote-unquote journalists are given a lot more liberty with how they present themselves and how they present their ideas. And then you have people like Jeff who have to... who have to uh, pimp... Cheetos and Mountain Dew, which has become basically like kind of just the butt of every joke when you talk about the stereotypical gamer. Which to me, I don't understand how you could eat Cheetos and play games because then the Cheeto will get all over your controller. Yeah, those people are the worst. Yeah. The worst gamers. So, that's all I really have to say about the Game Awards. Yeah. I didn't I didn't look too much at it because, again, they're giving awards to stuff that isn't even out yet. Oh, so I um I bought Counter Strike Source over oh. the uh the kind of like Christmas not Christmas explore exploration sale. Mm-hmm. Did you um, get um Did you get uh Burnout? I saw that oh. and I was tempted to, but like I had a kind of limited budget. Yeah, and it goes on sale a lot. So although it is. EA, so I right, isn't it? Yeah, isn't Burnout like twenty dollars still? It was five dollars during the sale. Well, yeah. I mean, but when it's not on sale, yeah, it's still it's like twenty dollars. And as much as I bucks. fucking love that game, it's most you know, games. It's, it's old enough that it shouldn't be twenty dollars. Yeah, most games hover around twenty until like until it's like old, old, and I guess ten. Yeah, it's just a question of but how it, old it, is old, old? Because it's like what six years old at this point. It's six years old. Yeah, there are children in school well, who like, are there's some good younger games, than... I think. Like, for example, uh, Elder Scrolls Four: Oblivion, I think is still, like, $25 or $30. But is that the Game of the Year edition, though? It's the, probably the Game of the Year edition. I because the Burnout, Burnout Paradise does not include all the DLC and the $20 purchase, I believe. It, it, includes, it in- includes some of it. Not some all of it. it, but it doesn't include, like, the big ones, like the Sunset Island? Is that what it's called? I forget what the island was called. Yeah, it, it doesn't include the island, which was one big, of the big, big expansions. Big Surf Island. Big Surf big Island. Big Surf Island. It doesn't include that big old expansion. It doesn't include the Cops and Robbers mode, which, again, is a very big expansion. But it includes, like, some shortcuts for, like, you know, you get certain cars earlier that you would have gotten in the base game. So oh, I wouldn't necessarily yeah. call it. It's called the Ultimate Box Edition, but it doesn't really have that much. Well, the thing is, the Ultimate Box Edition came out, and then they released more DLC after that. So, <laughs> it wasn't really well, yeah, the Ultimate so Box. so $20 might be pushing it for something. Well, maybe $20 if you got all of it, but no, that's not the case. Sounds are coming from I the know. other side. <laughs> what do you, you bounce it on your bed? <laughs> like, what's going on? The, uh, just don't worry about it. It'll stop soon. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh boy! Hopefully so, yeah. those squeaks can get edited out. Uh, we'll so probably got, just ignore it. So is that? Did you only get Source in the sale, Kyle? Um, I also got Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition. Oh hell Ooh, yeah. Yeah. yeah! I started playing that um a week ago. The first five minutes are great. It really that's, is, that's go, all, is it go downhill. That's well. That's all I've played. Oh okay. Well, yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm enjoying it, but I think what the real reason I wanted to get it because I mean I've got plenty of open world games that it feels like it's a combination between Bat the Batman Arkham series and like GTA. <laughs> the combat is literally. Yeah. I mean, it's 
If not, I mean, it's slightly different, but it's heavily influenced by, you know, that kind of uh, Arkham style. Definitely. The reason I wanted to play it was because I spent a lot of time in Hong Kong. So I wanted to, like, compare it. So, I don't know, do you want to talk about that for a bit? Yeah, sure. let's compare and I'd contrast. Like I'd like to know. Well, there's a there's a couple there's a couple things. So one, uh, the main thing, and this is gonna be hard to like understand. It's too Chinese. Now, <laughs> this is what I mean. Um, Hong Kong was a British colony um, for a long time. I think it's like a hundred years or something like that. Before it was like recently uh, transferred back to the uh, to the Chinese. During that time, as they were building up, you know, the skyscrapers and their infrastructure, every the majority of signs have the the Chinese, and they have the English, right? Um, so it actually makes it pretty easy for like tourists to get around because of that. But um, in this game, it's like all Chinese, and I'm sure they're trying to like set the tone, but like it's it's not real realistic. <laughs> so, um, and of course, the map is a bit, uh, you know. It's not like 100% accurate. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I would, yeah. you, you never really make it. There's like, for example, where I live in Hong Kong is just, it's, it should be in that map given what the locations are, but it's just not. <laughs> um, oh, and then the, the minibuses, they, they're supposed to have, um, numbers on them to tell you, you know, which bus you're supposed to get on. They don't. I wanted to take my bus home. <laughs> Um, and then you can't whistle down taxi drivers. Maybe I don't know the right button, but you have to get up next to a taxi to like to take it. You can't like put your hand up or something. Huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I I get what you're saying. Peter, did I not like press the right button? Because you know, in like GTA, you can like yeah, whistle um, them down. I haven't gotten that far. You Honestly, haven't... I just run everywhere and like beat the shit out of people. So I don't really use the. <laughs> use, I haven't really used any vehicles yet. Um, let's see what else is there. Um, other, oh, the, um, the things that the people say, I, I would have to say, if there is more variety, it would actually be pretty realistic. Like walking in the markets, the people say, like, you know, you want DVDs? You want t shirts? I've got them. Like, literally, that, that is, they'll, they'll actually say that, you know, copy watch, copy handbag. <laughs> they'll do that the whole time, like, over and over again. You, there's this one, uh, I forgot what street it is, in um, Central, I think it is. And uh, you'll walk down this road, and you'll hear Copy Watch, you know, like 10 different people ask you, um, you know, all the way down the road. And, like, when I'm walking with my dad, we look like, you know, wealthy tourists, right? So yeah. they're, like, exactly the one of the people, you know, they want to sell to. So <laughs> because that's that, all that. So I don't know, it brought back some memories. There's one sound. The sounds are actually pretty good. Like um, the, the the cars honking and then um, the walk signs. Do you, Have you heard that ding sound they make? The, like it's like a rattling dinging, dinging sound? Uh, yeah, I believe so. They make that they make that sound like exactly. So that was pretty good. That's cool. Uh, huh. Yeah. Let's see here. Oh, also, the moment I got in the game, I feel like I should have, like, been smarter, but I, like, ran right on to head-on traffic. Uh, <laughs> no, because, you did the right thing. You yeah. don't even have to finish. You did the right thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, in Hong Kong, left side drive. It was fun because I'm so used to playing GTA and I just get on the other side, or, I mean, just being in America, getting on the, you know, the, the, no, I can't even think of it, the left side of the car to drive. 
just it was yeah. weird getting used to the the right side to drive around. So yeah, I yeah I Sleeping Dogs is one of those games where at some point I'm probably gonna have to play it, but I can't envision myself playing very much. And it's not that it's a bad game. I think probably of many of the open world games, it's one of the better ones. But I've just been saturated so much by open world games at this point. Yeah, I know what you mean, Joe. The novelty I, I, is kind of worn thin at well, this point. Well, I've been I've been like buying a lot of games and then like kind of like going off of them. And most of the games, I mean, I am a big fan of open world games, but I think it's because I'm getting a little bit worn out by them. See, but see, I I, been what uh, them. what appealed to me about Sleeping Dogs is that it wasn't just that it was open world. It wasn't like oh, the big thing about this is it open. It's open world. They got the combat right, so it's just fun to play it. Like it doesn't. Yeah, even, that's it, true. It, it could be a linear game, and I would still play it just because of the combat. <laughs> Peter, have you seen the different outfits you can have your player wear? Yeah, <laughs> some of them. <laughs> I like the tracksuit. Just like that's pretty funny. I don't was, know. There was two like some of them like the traditional Chinese ones looks like awesome. Like the traditional Chinese warrior, like you know, get up right. Mm-hmm. And then just like kicking ass in that. Oh. <laughs> I have the um the drunken fist one. Have you seen that? No. No, you. There was a movie I think called The Drunken Fist. Yeah, and yeah. I think Jackie Chan was in it. Mm-hmm. And the main character he got his like powers for being drunk, drunk all the time. Yeah, that's actually like a. I think that's a, like a very popular archetype in Japanese action yeah, I think movies. It is. But uh. <laughs> but anyway, I'm wearing that, and I look like this hobo that like walks into a fight and just like dominates. <laughs> so. And there's some other like silly ones, like um, you can be what's the main character from Just Cause Two? It's like Rodriguez, or yeah, something. something like that. You can wear his outfit, and Square Enix usually does that with customizable. Like, what was the other game that you could wear his outfit? That was a Square Enix game. Um, shoot. I, I, I'm thinking. Wait, can you be lightning? Can you be Laura Croft? <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking. I don't, I don't know. I, I saw a lot of them. I think was, there was another Square Enix game. I can't remember what it was. But some of them Deus were funny. X. Oh, yeah. I think maybe one of them. But yeah, a lot, there was a lot of them. I'm actually really liking, I told you guys how much I like Square Enix. They seem to, I know they're really just a publisher, but they do seem yeah. to have a pretty good filter. The thing about Square Enix is that, Especially now that they bought some American companies, it's very much half and half for me. Like half their games, I'm like, yeah, you guys get it. And then the Japanese half, I'm just like, you guys just still don't get it. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's, I'm just getting the, I mean, I'm not really, I don't really play Japanese games so much. So. Yeah, I, on the other I hand, with have the played some Square game. Enix Japanese games. And? Segway. Yeah, what the fuck, man? What the fuck? Wait, what? What? Why are you upset? You talk about how you hate this game all the time, and then I see you wait, play wait, it wait, all wait, night I, last okay, night. Okay, you I played it all night last Final night. Fantasy I was again. playing Final Fantasy Thirteen all night last night. Have you beat because that? Because I need to beat it. I thought you didn't do anything. No, I have. Okay, here's the dealio. I <laughs> realized that my save was left off on chapter eleven. And I'm like, okay, what? This is probably going to have like 20 chapters or something. So I'm a little over halfway through the game, right? Looked it up. There's 13 chapters in this game. Okay. I am two chapters away from being done with this game. I need to beat this game. Hmm. I've spent 30 hours on this game. I need to beat it. Joe, sometimes like, I feel like if, if I've been away from a game too long, 
even if I'm close to the end, I've got to start from the beginning just because it's not the same. You know what I mean? Like, one, my skill is a bit off because, you know, they've been training you up to that point. And then, two, I'm, like, a little rusty on the story. And that's why Final Fantasy thirteen sucks and is not bad at all at the same... Okay. What? So, the minute I loaded up my save, <laughs> it presented me with a summary of what had just Ooh. happened. So, I got caught up fast enough. The story that's is kind of shit anyway. So... Like, it yeah, I was going to say, I don't think Joe much. cares about the story. Yeah, like, I vaguely know what's going on, and it's not because I haven't been paying attention. It's because the story literally makes no sense. At least, there's no real-world uh, analog to what to the events that are going on in this game. Like, there's a bunch of, like, pseudo-religious uh, but sciencey bullshit going on, and none of it really makes sense. So that wasn't too much of a concern. And the gameplay-wise, the gameplay sucks anyway. Like, it's literally me just hitting L1 to change paradigms every now and then to accommodate different, like, fighting styles. Like, you have these preset classes for your characters. Like, they can be physical attack, magical attack, magical healing, buffing, all that stuff. And then you hit L1 and that'll shift the roles. So if you want to be defensive, you'll have two healers and a guy who will provoke the enemies. And then if you want to be offensive, everyone will just use physical and magical attacks. And you hit L1 to shift between these sets of classes. And that's all the gameplay. Sometimes yeah. you throw a potion. You know, it's like, it's very much of... And also, it's, um... I don't know so well, but the other games were like... They, were, they would pause after each move, right? Or that's Exactly. That yeah, so, so um... And it was so, like, it was turn-based, where this, even though it's kind of like turn-based, it's kind of not. You want to talk about that? Yeah, no, like, this is something that I've talked about a, a little bit, but I've never really elaborated enough on, so... A good way to sum up the difference between thirteen and all the other Final Fantasies is thirteen emphasizes strategy, while all the others emphasize tactics. And what that means is, in Final Fantasy 1 through, well... 1 through 10, 12 was kind of in between, you could, it would be turn-based. So one guy would attack, then someone else would attack, then another guy would attack. And for each guy, you would have four to three party members, sometimes five, depending on what game it was. And you would pick individual skills. So if the enemy just attacked, you might want to heal. Or if everyone was full health, everyone attack. And then one guy might cast a buff, or another guy might cast something to know what the enemy's weaknesses are. And it was back and forth very much like that. And over time, they innovated it to be a little bit more real-time, such that if you were not attacking immediately, the enemy could just keep attacking. So, like, you kind of had to, like, force yourself in between the enemy on the queue, the attack queue. And that made it a little bit more active. And now 13 is just that. But now, like, the battle is moving so quickly... Like, the battle speeds are so insane in this game that you just hit auto-battle every time. And your fighting style is more so centered around your role in the game rather than your individual skills. If you try to pick individual magic, like Fire or Blizzard, you're going to have a bad time because there's no way a human can react fast enough to do that for every battle. And so, like, that's how it's... That's kind of how it presents itself is... The enemy is in real time attacking you, doing damage, and then you are basically telling everyone to auto-battle um, until it's dead. 
And if if circumstances change, like you're low on health, instead of individually picking a cure spell to cast, you'll switch your player's role to a medic and then run auto battle, and then they'll cure. Hmm. So it's lost a lot. That's what I meant when I was talking about it earlier, about how it lost a lot of finesse, because you're no longer picking the spells yourself. You are no longer hand-selecting what you're going to do. You're now at the mercy of the AI um, to do what you need to do. And so that kind of causes trouble, at least for me as an old-school fan, because traditionally in Final Fantasy, uh, certain enemy types, like robots, they're weak to lightning, or zombies, they're weak to fire. So I know what to cast, or I have a general idea of what to cast. The AI refuses to acknowledge that that enemy's weakness until you cast, like, Libra, which will reveal all their weaknesses. So it can get kind of frustrating in that respect, because if I go into a battle against an enemy, and then I die, when I re-enter that battle again, after doing a retry, I have to cast Libra every time, or else nothing's going to go right. So, that's largely, that's largely my issue, is just the lack of finesse. Um, and the strategy feels kind of arbitrary. There are some bosses where it'll do you well to attack them a lot and then take up a defensive position. There are other bosses where you need to go all out aggressive the entire time. And there's really no way of knowing that in the battle because there's a lot of enemies that like to have that bullshit attack that will like hurt everyone a lot. Hmm. So it's just, it requires a lot of trial and error in my opinion. Hmm. Um, and that's my fundamental issue. That being said, the combat is pretty easy to get back into. Um, and there are still some enemies that are real easy to beat and others that are like a nightmare. So I just skip the ones that are a nightmare and I kill the ones that are easy. Huh. Stunned silence in the room as no one understands what I'm talking about. I was going to make a, just a really, I was going to make a, I was going to make a really dumb joke, but I decided not to. So, uh, hey guys, I put something in... Yeah, what the fuck is this shit? This guy, yeah, so, okay, so you know how I was talking about how dumb the, uh, what do they call it, amiibos are? The amiibos, yeah. Well, recently, what was it, yesterday, uh, somebody was telling me that if you have one, you put it into Super Smash Bros. for Wii U, right? Yeah. They act as their own, like, player, Mm -hmm. and they level up as they use them, and they can get it to level 50, right? Yeah, yep. That's and I heard that someone put one of them in a, yep. a tournament at level yeah. 50, and they got uh, second place, and this is uh, competing against, like, pros. Yeah. So they learn, they learn, as you play, they learn your strategy, and they'll learn how to counter your strategy in-game. So they're, like, a really, really, really smart CPU, and then that makes them a little less dumb because yeah. they're stupid, because that's actually kind of cool. I just don't like how they actually, they should yeah. just put that into the game itself the instead thing- of, like, it's a freaking... The thing is, I just have no interest in fighting computer players. Like, Smash Bros. is all about fighting real people and just having that interaction and, like... Yeah, yeah, but if, if you're my like, friend Joey and, like, nobody's good enough, like, he's... he's What did he do? He got first place in the contest and won $300, hmm. right? So, like, playing against other people, like, I was over, and, like, he had to do, like, a pretty drastic handicap just so that I could have, like, <laughs> somewhat of a fair ma- a match against him, right? So, like, something like this, because he usually just in his free time, he'll, like, do three people, three three CPUs all in level nine against him, just, like, for, like, a practice round. 
My big issue, well, at least like with the whole, I don't want to necessarily give them too much credit, at least with regards to like how they learn to fight, because a large part about playing those games is elimination of error. And when you're dealing with a computer, you can, in theory, have zero error when yeah, executing exactly. moves. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're a computer, you can be a perfect fighter because you know how to counter everything. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like, oh, I know like how you play. It can just be a simple matter of, oh, well, execute this command in this frame. Well, you know, I think it's so, a cool watch. Very precise. Uh, it, it'd be interesting. I'm just not sure like what makes... A level, what is it, 50 Amiibo, any top. different than, say, a level 10, 9 CPU? I don't Let's know what... See, it says, goes the up more to your level figure play, players fight, the quicker they will increase in level. The higher your FP's level is, the better its attack and defense stats will be. The maximum level for an FP is 50. A figure's player levels will increase even faster if you take it to a friend's house to play or let it fight against other FP. See, see, Joe brings up a good point in that Nintendo still hasn't really done a good job of communicating, like, what is the difference between an Amiibo and a regular CPU? And yeah, it, apparently they're, they're smarter. They're, they're smarter, exactly. but, like, are, how are they smarter? Like, where's the comparison videos on YouTube? Like, where, like I want to see what the difference is. I'm still not, not that even I really, convinced not that they're I even actually care, smarter. What? I just think they have those stats, and that's it. Like, Probably. I'm not even... I'm not even convinced that they are. I'm. I'm not substantially really convinced different. Uh, and, and honestly, are, like, is this like you're supposed to be like your pet that you like train and like say this is my fighter? Like, kind of, yeah, kind of. I, but like, you can't use it. I don't it. have to fight. I'll just let my little toy fight, my plastic toy fight. So this <laughs> brings me to what I did this week. So this past week, I reviewed Smash Brothers Wii U for the Rose Thorn. How many elephants? Wait, wait, wait. How many how many elephants did you want it to get, Joe? Um, from what I played, see, like, uh, I I gave it a I gave it a very reasonable score. I see. I want to say three point five, but that's against the spirit of the whole elephant. I gave it. I gave it four elephants. Uh, yeah, I would, I would sorry, veer towards. Can you I would veer towards this four. review system place. It's just. It's just. A, a there are five, five elephants. It's just. It's just like a five star review scale, just with elephants. Because his mascot are the elephants. Yeah. Wait, what is it's, this? What, what website is this for? What? It's not a website. It's my school newspaper. Okay, got it. Um, but no. So you bring up the point. Oh well, you just let them fight, and you just kind of watch. So. That's something that really blew my mind about this game is that there's a lot of moments in the game where they give you the option of not playing and just watching CPUs fight. It's almost like they thought that that was a fun thing to do. I don't mind doing it. Actually, I mean, if I'm betting money, seen, and no, like this seen, is uh, like part of the this is like part of the single player. Like, if you play Smash Tour, every round it'll be like, let the CPU do it, let the CPU do it, which is like. Why even play the game if you're just going to let the CPU do everything? Kids like Let's Plays. Let's have a Let's Play in our <laughs> game and Let's Play. Like, it, it, I don't understand that. And and see, the thing is, this game could have been a five-star game, but there's just, like, these really weird oddities that make me be like, no, it's it's four. It can't be a five. Are those, are those four Fire Emblem characters? I'm looking at the roster now. So there's actually five Fire Emblem characters because one of them 
does a palette swap when you switch the ki- switch the costume. So there's actually five. But Why? Same. But I mean, Fire Emblem's a great game. But I mean, have we already had this talk where like there are more worthy like uh, Nintendo like classics that should be in there before all these Fire Emblem characters, in my opinion. Where's like Mr. Game and Watch? Mr. Game and Watch is in. He's, He's in, in there. He's, He's in there. The Secret Fighters unveiled. Well, Probably, he, I, think, I don't know. I think he, yeah, he's one of the secret fighters that you can unlock. The thing is, the thing that I don't understand, why do they even bother with un- secret characters anymore? Because they're all on the box. Like, it's not a secret anymore. Like On the website, it's it's secret. If I click on it, it says, would you want to... Bowser Jr. is on the front of the box. And yet he's supposed to be the super secret character. Like, what, what are they doing? What do you think about even having, like, characters you have to unlock? I like having characters to unlock as I'm long okay as they keep them a, a secret. I'm okay with a goal to work towards, and I'm okay with unlocking yeah. characters. I remember someone but... saying that, like, because it's a multiplayer game, the moment you buy it, you want to start playing with your friends, and if well, your character's locked out, it means someone's got to do single player until... You say... Through. So, the thing is, you say it's a multiplayer game, but if you talk to Nintendo, it's both. Because more mo- there are more single player modes than multiplayer modes in this game. And... Honestly, most of them really suck. That's one of the things that I talked about in my review is like, the thing is, they tried to do so many different single player modes and pretty much all of the new ones that they put in there are like not that fun. And you might say, well, just because they added extra stuff in, you're going to rate it lower. And I'm like, yeah, because they put it in there as the game. Like, this is the game. Well, I have to play this, and this isn't fun. Therefore, lower review score. And then Jack you say, well, trades, if they didn't, if they didn't put it in at all, then you would have given it a higher score? Not necessarily, but just being forced to play these lackluster single-player modes to unlock stuff kind of sucks. Especially since in Melee and Brawl, the single-player modes were actually pretty decent. But in this game, the single-player modes are kind of abysmal. Like I'm just of the opinion... That like the more I get removed from Nintendo, the less um, Smash Bros has an appeal to me. Just because, like I when I was playing it, I did notice that a lot of the modes there are a lot of re um, what's the word I'm looking for modes that have come back from the previous game. But there's also like the new ones just don't have a lot of substance well, to them. The thing is, the old modes are great. Like I wasn't. The thing is, I was rating most of... I, I was mostly weighing all the new stuff. Because, like, when a new game comes out, you're you're looking at, like, the new stuff. What's good about the new stuff? The new stuff in this game is not very good. Like, um, the new mode that they're pushing is Smash Tour, which is basically Mario Party, but with Smash Brothers. And it is so boring. And it's not fun. Like, it, they put these modifiers on all the matches that you have to where, like, it's ridiculous. Like, oh, the only item is hammers, and there's tons of them. It's like... Is that supposed to be fun? Like, we're just beating each other senseless with these fucking hammers, and it's not even skill-based anymore. Eight-player smash. Hmm? I'm just looking at their website. They are having eight-player smash. Oh, what yeah, eight-player smash what, what is What even is that? No, there's, it's just eight players, and I played that. That is one of the highlights of the game. Not because, like, it, there's, no, there's no, like, skill or strategy to eight-player smash, but it is just, like, the most hectic, crazy thing ever, and it's so fun. Me and a few friends. How do you connect eight GameCube controllers to the thing? God, that can be have so two, many wires. You can oh, have you can have two God. adapters, so you can have eight. Uh, we actually had four GameCube controllers, two Wii controllers, and two 3DSs because there's so many different ways to play. And um, yeah, we I had we had eight people, 
it was seriously some of the most fun I've had. And we played this for like three hours. It was a lot of fun. Um, but like there was no skill involved. It was just like a hectic craziness of just you run into the pile and try to get a few hits in before you get knocked out. And I'm okay with in. this. I don't necessarily mind. This. I mean, it was no, all, I mean, I remember four player was chaotic for me. Like to like, I don't really play Smash really. Yeah. So like four players to me was already like pretty wild. It's it's it's. I I even talked about this in my review. Eight player Smash Smash half the time you can't even tell where you are. Like you're just like, am I this guy? Like, oh, okay, I just died. Well, let's get back in it. Like, it's just, it's just pure fun. Like, there's no skill. There's really like, when someone wins, you're not like, oh, he beat me. It's more like, well, he just happened to Being not right die as many times as me. You know. That sums it up pretty well, actually. <laughs> That's almost why I've slowly like been. See, okay, this is another problem I have, and this is more with the Smash community than Smash itself is. I wouldn't necessarily mind time-based games. Oh, no. Like, oh, everyone wants to do stock all the time. It's stock, five stock, five stock, all Fox, Final Destination, no <laughs> items. Like, they're... So, so the I thing mean, is... even when people accommodate me in my item love, they'll still do stock. And it's like, are there other modes? Oh, yeah, there's a coin mode in this game. I don't yeah. know. Coin mode's Let's just make dumb. this... I let's make it dumb, Peter. So so let's so make Joe, it dumb. So Joe, I I'm kind of Joe doesn't seem to be a competitive player. <laughs> well well no, the I thing is I fucking hate competitive games. Well, let's let's hear is, for Joe, a second. I okay. I agree that um they should use like stock isn't the the end all. Like stock is great for one on one, but you have if you have four people there's gonna be some guy hiding in the corner of the stage, that's not me. getting killed. Yeah. See, but that's then why be I think, me who thinks I think he's good, and they'll keep dying. <laughs> I think for larger groups, time is better because it forces you to attack to get points. While for like smaller groups, killed, stock you know is better. Mean? You can win by just being neutral. So eight-player yeah. smash without stocks, but with time, would probably be the greatest thing ever. It's pretty. It's eight players, all Pac-Man, because they because the Pac-Man costumes all look the same, and you can't tell which is which. Oh God! No, and and really, that's the thing. The multiplayer in this game is amazing. The reason why I gave it four stars is because the single player is lackluster at best. Like I was, and you might say, "Well, Smash isn't about single player." Well, they made it about single player. They added all these single player modes in the previous games that are better than the new modes. Like I would rather play melee or brawls single player than than uh, we use single player. Like by a landslide. I'm not so. necessarily opposed to what they did in Brawl. I mean, like, say what you will about the quality of the mode of Subspace Emissary. I almost... I want it, them to shoehorn a stupid story. That's That was the highlight. Like, the, the mode, it's, like, the gameplay was bad, but the at least it had, like... It had heart, you know? Th this new mode, the Smash Tour, it has no heart. It's just like, well, we took Mario Party and we added news. Like, yeah, it's so sterile. It's like it was made in a like a factory by like a bunch of like random you know workers that didn't really know what they were doing just like oh well let's check let's do the check 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 off box like mario party has items we'll add some items oh we can add me's in um and random events there we go like that's stuff that's in a mario party game i like how our annoying business voice has turned into mr plinkett <laughs> 
Uh, but did yeah. You, did so. you see Mr. Plinkett's uh, Star Wars Episode Seven reaction? I I watched the trailer and Sorry, then hold on guys who who is Mr. Plankett? Mr. Plankett is the a guy uh, that you need to listen to. He's Mr. a fake I persona. Like okay, there's Red Letter Media and he there's they have this fake persona character named Mr. Plankett who's yeah. kind of like a crazy uh neckbeard man and not really been a known, neckbeard. He's just like a crazy neck- old man. I mean, he has a bunch of Star Wars action figures in his basement. That's for his kids, man. That's for his yeah, kids. Yeah, for for his kids. Anyway, yeah, and so they've been. This uh, particular character has done reviews of episode one, two, and three, where he actually kind of gives a pseudo deep analysis of why those movies suck. And at the same time, it's just so nonsensical and so fucking deranged at times. Yeah. See, they they package it in a way that it seems like. They package it in a way that you can kind of uh, get away with all the stuff that they're saying in the review without people getting really pissed off because it's like, oh, it just seems like it's funny. But then if you look at the arguments he's making, it's like, yeah, like these are legitimate. Like he understands how film works and this is what's wrong with this mo- with this movie, you know? Yeah. And so recently they had a uh, him kind of doing a reaction to the new Star Wars trailer that came out. Well, the and trailer it, was such a teaser, you know what I mean? It, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and he, that's he, why I didn't he like it. He said so in the thing. He's like, you can't get anything from this trailer. <laughs> and that's why I didn't really like it so much because, uh, you know, he usually, what made those others, those other uh, movies that he did good were that they were like somewhere yeah. in the neighborhood of a couple hours long while this one was like five minutes and at the end it had a really dumb joke or a really dumb exchange with him and a fucking picture of Emperor Palpatine. Oh, dude, I, just, I love Palpy. I thought that was fucking stupid. Taceway. I just thought it was stupid. No, so, but Kyle, Kyle, you should really watch these, especially since I know you tend to like the prequels, but like it really presents... No, it presents I, know, everything, I know it has its movie flaws. Yeah, I just like... It presents everything that I think is wrong with the prequels in like a really good way, you I know? Mean, not so, I know you're not supposed to like just straight special effects, but it is true that for this generation, despite how good the original trilogy special effects were for its time, I guess with the kind of re-release, it's a bit better, but there it was still a little bit be- lacking. And it's nice to see the huge, you know, I, clone armies. And you know. I completely disagree with you at, like, everything you just said. Like, the prequel... I don't necessarily boil it down to generation. The prequels look so bad now. Like, this, the, it, it looks so bad. They haven't aged well for the time they were marketing it towards a younger yeah. audience than the original... Even the original Star Wars was. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that's the, why it can... That's The why thing about the original Star Wars is that all I watched, the... I watched the, the, the prequel. The, pre, the, the pre-trequel. How do you guys want to say it? The prequels. The prequels. The prequels. I watched the prequels... At an age when I was very easily influenced by, you know, what was cool in the movie theaters. You know what well, I mean? Well, dude, oh, we, yeah, aren't, no, I, we aren't I that much too. older would, than you, I, so did I we. I liked the prequels for a while as well. It's Yeah, just, and then I figured out that they're total bullshit. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I didn't figure... I mean, I went back and watched The Phantom Menace, and I'm like, holy shit, this is not... This is not good. Like, this this is, is pod racing! I mean, it, it's one thing... It would be one thing to be like, Eh, this isn't as good as I remember it. This one was like, holy shit! Like, how did I, how did I like like it's, this? It seems, you know, it's some kind of sad because the story of how Anakin turned into Darth Vader, I feel like, could be really done well. You know I what don't. I mean? It's I worth don't telling. I think it's worth telling. I think it. No, 
Like the thing that's awesome about the thing that was awesome about Darth Vader was that there wasn't like <sighs> you have to think about what it would be like to see Star Wars without knowing anything about Star Wars. He just seemed like a big brute that was hired to like beat to rile some things up and do some like busy work to fight in this battle. And then they had kind of centered the entire saga on this one guy that in the originally was just supposed to be a guy that did a few fights and like like he's not he shouldn't be the center of the Star Wars saga in my opinion. I think like, Darth Vader is a pretty interesting uh I mean I thought it was pretty cool. But like the I... the whole, I mean he's cool, but the thing is when you when you take a character and you make an entire like saga around him like you, you inflate him to such a large degree when originally he wasn't supposed to be inflated to I that degree. I feel like degree. the most interesting character is Obi Wan. Like his whole, his story is that. Yes, far I agree. Like See, I think that if they did, if they were going to do the prequels right, forget Anakin. Anakin shouldn't wanna, even be in the movies. I want to know about Obi Wan training with Qui Gon Jinn. I that's what like, I. That's what I want. I would want actually. Just Obi-Wan, like, if anything, combine Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon into one character called Obi-Wan Kenobi, and, like, his, like, how he came to be, and then, like, why he's there. Darth Vader should just be, like, a force. Just a force that you have to fight. It shouldn't be like, oh, he was a kid, and he went to the dark side. Like, if, and if you want to go that route, at least do it right, because Anakin, like, from, he was never, like, a good guy. Like, in in episode two... From the beginning of episode two, he was like bad a bad dude. Was like a little too. I mean, I understand why because he's under a lot of stress. You know, his his wife is kind of you know this, and you know he thinks he. I mean, it, it was a little bit. It was just like it's a classic, you know, psych, psychological like breakdown with a little too much power at his. Fingertips. I my well, the big <sighs> issue with making Darth Vader kind of like completely. Here's the deal: is if you were to have prequels of like. Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon story or whatever, or if you were to just never talk about the rise of Vader, I feel like he kind of gets, like, as iconic as those first three films were, if you're looking at this as a larger series of, like, six movies with another three-episode prequel with, like, Obi-Wan's story as the focus, you run into the issue of that I always had with Count Dooku, bleh, Dooku and General Grievous in that, oh, hey, they showed up, here they are. They're assholes. They're bad yeah. guys. We have to fight them. Like I don't I didn't necessarily like Dooku or Grievous's character and I think Darth Vader I think I think there's so much more going on with him that I think it's I, worth at least knowing or having some understanding of the background I would like a background that makes more sense. I guess I just like a lot of backstory when I watch the movies because of all the video games and like stuff I read on, you know, just because, I mean, I guess when the movies came out, they didn't really have that stuff. But, you know, after they did, they gave them a whole bunch of backstory. And then when you rewatch them, you're like, maybe this movie didn't really, you know, teach you that very well. But when you do know that, you're like, oh, you know, that that's kind of cool because I know about his past. And I know, you know, like each of the each of the Jedi masters in the council all have a story. And you can just when you see them, I just remember their story. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know. 
I don't know. Yeah, and that's so, the thing. It's one who has never digested or who has not digested a lot of media outside of the movies. I have no fucking idea what their stories are. I don't know who the fuck Mace Windu is. I just know that he's some guy with a purple lightsaber. I mean, he's, so, he's just part of the Jedi Council. Like, it, oh, there's yeah. Nothing, nothing really special about Mace. I See, there's nothing special about Mace, but there is something special about Darth Vader, and that's yeah. why I think they can kind of justify going over his backstory. So, here, let me let me tell you what I think Darth Vader's backstory should be. I think that there shouldn't be... They shouldn't have had the whole, like, oh, his, his midichlorians are so high, he's the chosen one. Like, it should have just been, like, he was a guy, and he was a good Jedi, and... Because of some cir- circumstances, he had well, to do on, a few things on, that he on. didn't mean to do. When, and when then the Matrix, it, Peter, you said you liked the Matrix, right? The Matrix came out. You were like totally cool with the whole chosen one thing. That is a different series altogether. I, I come know, to the okay. Matrix for different things than Star Wars. The, the issue Matrix, is it does not contrast well with the original trilogy in Star Wars. Well, yeah. as in the Matrix was building it from the start. The, the yeah, the, I, ma- the Matrix the is a completely it. different genre. Yeah, like, the way I saw it is four, five, and six are like different a different set of concepts ideas than one two and three and i don't think they should even though they both use the same universe i don't feel like they should be compared on the same movie terms like for example Maybe, if you're a big fan of four five six it doesn't mean you you are going to enjoy one two three because they're star wars movies i mean the it sh- i think the, these movies should be enjoyed by ever should be be able to be enjoyed by everybody i, I enjoy all six how how long has it been since you've watched the prequels? I just need to know. Maybe too long. Because I watch the like I can't watch them anymore. Like I they're so annoying. Like just Some hearing just Anakin's voice. I'm just like just stop, well, I think that's please. More, uh, who's the actor who plays Anakin? Uh, uh, I don't remember. His, like which which one? The kid or the, the teenager? That's an asshole. They're both kind of annoying. Yes, they're terrible, I, and I can't I believe just, that that's Darth I Vader. I feel like though, even though he's annoying, and the actor who plays him is also kind of annoying. I feel like though that's like Anakin is supposed to be annoying. Like that is no, he's like an he immature. Was... He's supposed to be an immature <sighs> Jedi, and that's what led him to the dark side because he never got the maturity. See, I'd I'd rather have it be that like he made it, like he became a Jedi, but then he had to make some hard choices, but he made the wrong choices. Like that would be no, a more respectful. I don't like when somebody has to make a hard choice and they make the wrong hard. Choice. Well, I guess. Because that would that would be better than just like, well, he stumbled upon being the dark side rather think, than now it's like, well, I had to make this decision because I love my wife and I'm not even supposed to have a wife, but I have to make this decision versus just like, eh, my well, wife, I gotta decision, fight. Right? Who's trying this, to? I think the skeleton of the prequels, the skeleton of the story was had potential, but I think they just executed it wrong in so many different ways. Like, yeah. The chosen trade, one, the Metaclorians, like, like okay, Federation like, bullshit, like, like, yeah, like step well, one. Metaclorians is a bit. I mean, at the time, I was it's all stupid. for science, so I thought that was kind of oh, okay. But you know, now thinking back, the idea of the force should is be religion. something that anybody could harness based on you know yeah. their connection to it. The idea but, that there's something inherent in your body that gives you it, it was a little yeah, bit. yeah. The force they is needed, supposed to be a, uh, a religious analog. Like it's not supposed to be a scientific thing. They needed to hit all the bullet... Like, the whole thing is the story had a bunch of bullet points that they needed to hit. They needed to hit the the discovery, the rise, the fall. They needed to hit these bullet points. And, and they didn't the hit any of them. the manner in which they <laughs> went about hitting them were very bad. 
How do we get? How do we discover this kid? Oh, he has fucking metachlorians in his body. How do we have him rise? Well, He's I don't know. We have a bunch of teenager. Off-scene. Yeah, we have a bunch of off-scene events with him and Obi Wan yeah, that are never really more. discussed. I wouldn't like, mind seeing more of like Anakin's training, like between in between movies, like one and two. You know what I mean? The movie exactly. should have been the training. That's what's interesting, not trade disputes. And that's the pro again, like they hit the bullet points, they're like, Oh yeah, trade disputes. Because uh, we never shit like, that. like you know what was it? I think it was the fifth or the sixth movie where they showed Luke's, you know, hardcore yes. training. Five, you know? it's the fifth one. Five, that's so yeah. awesome. Yoda, yeah. you know, the whole yoga Yoda, Yoda piggyback training. That's the stuff that I wanted Jedi. in the prequels. <laughs> yeah, they should have showed that with like newer special effects, you know. You have to get put in this cave and you have to I mean you, the whole story of how a Jedi gets their lightsaber from like you know the background lore is really really fascinating. They get oh yeah, it's awesome. Stranded on like a a planet with the the the, the saber crystals, and they pretty much have to like you know face themselves in the yeah. cave, and it's really like that would have made an awesome story. And then they to, have to they have to build their own lightsaber. Like it's awesome. Yeah, you could pick but any they, Jedi, they, and their the story is, on how they built Kyle, their lightsaber would be interesting. Kyle, they ruined all that in the prequels. Like they have all these like Jedi academies where like all these kids have these lightsabers, and you're just like, but. I thought they had to build those. Like, why do they? Is there well, these like they training, the training lightsabers? The thing is, like in the pre in the original series, it never seemed like the lightsaber was the end all be all weapon. Like Yoda never even used the lightsaber in the in the original and movies. In the fourth so I just movies, feel like the prequels uh, emphasize the lightsaber way too much. Like the lightsaber is just a tool. It shouldn't be like, well, if you're good at the lightsaber, then you're the best Jedi ever. It should be like if you. Understand no, well, the force. I don't believe so because in remember the second movie when Count Dooku and Yoda had their fight, they had that whole like uh, thing, you know. You're gonna bring that up, the one where they just end up throwing rocks at each other. Well, it was probably a poor use of the force, but <laughs> most of the most of the, I mean, I guess then again, and then the third movie when Yoda and uh, Darth Sidious are uh, both throwing those big roundy things at each other. Yep, it all com- turns into them throwing shit at each other. I'm just like. Guys, well, I want to see more force chokes and force lightnings while like diving out of like the way, and you know, I mean, my combat using the force in you know Jedi Academy, the video game from like I feel like the '90s, is better. It's more entertaining than you know some of the usages of you know their combat. <sighs> and then, like the best character that they had, they killed in the very first movie. I was, was like, like Qui Gon No, Darth, uh, Maul? D- Darth Maul. Like Darth Maul. I let the, Darth Maul had that kind of Darth Vader feel to me, to where like he's kind of a mystery. Like well, his, you don't really know where he is came really from. Really interesting too. If you if learn more about his, his species, can't remember its name. Uh. You know, the, it's not just the it's not just paint on his head. I mean, I know in the movie it was paint, but that's yeah, actually yeah, yeah. his skin tone. Oh yeah, that's it's it's awesome. Like it's, it's a great design. Like that's that's the other thing. It was just a great design. And if you, I mean, this is more but like the uh the choreographing they did for that uh that battle like mm-hmm. you know i mean could you imagine i mean it was pretty much they just did um you know they just talked to like staff masters right but it was pretty cool to watch them train for me. see there are, there are some like good there's some good stuff in the prequels i guess like, I haven't, like I guess individually in but like as a time, whole yeah, like the last time i watched the, bad. the three i skipped to the battle scenes the great quotes and like you know, and you know. Wait, I want to like know. The, I want to know what constitutes a great quote. I want. I want to know. Oh, so the stuff uh, Obi Wan says are pretty enjoyable. Qui Gon Jinn dying is a booba. <laughs> <laughs> no, so the stuff Obi Wan says are, is pretty enjoyable. I, I'm is it? Uh, is it uh, Jar Jar's 
antics. Is okay. that the great quotes? You know what? You remember when he stepped, J- Joe? Remember when he stepped in the poopy? I was literally just about to God talk damn. about how amazing the sound design was. <laughs> the thing is, it, it by all accounts, everyone, by all accounts, everyone that worked on the prequels were incredibly talented people. They were just used by a not so talented director to make a bad movie. Well, and with I'm that being the, said, the seventh movie, seventh yeah, movie, I'm very excited for. Yep, I am too. But again, I think it's gonna have a completely different feel than the other ones, and I f- I don't know if people are gonna like that or dislike that. You know what I mean? Just like how the prequel had a different feel than the original. As long as it f- doesn't like honestly, as long as they get the adventure aspect of it right and have like meaningful characters that I care about, I don't care what it feels like. Like I hope they know? show some of the like the the rook like the new like what is the force as far as far, like kind of like the new stuff, but they also give us a taste of like full mastery of the force and being a Jedi in like the first movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I I just really love like have you guys seen Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. yeah. Like if like that is basically they took the Star Wars formula and kind of updated it for today's audience. Like if they did something similar to that but more Star Warsy, like I'd be totally cool with that. I like, liked Guardians of the Galaxy when I saw it in theaters, but then when I rewatched it recently, I didn't like it. Really? And I think, um, now this is all personal preference, but what I've always liked about superhero movies is the way they fight. It's not a superhero movie. Yeah. So I think that's what would put me off <laughs> is because it was like a Marvel. I mean, they're technically, yeah. they're, they're, they they're don't in the have, Marvel They universe. don't have superpowers. Yeah, but Batman doesn't either. He's a superhero. Well, Bam. That's, that's different. Bam. It's not different. No, I'm it's saying the it's, same thing, it's, Peter. No, there's, Bam. A, there's a concept no, this of a is superhero. Just a, this is, uh, as I said, this is just, they basically took the Star Wars model and made a movie kind of like that. Like, these are just a bunch of random rejects that happen to make a team. Like, they don't have, they're yeah, not, I guess it's not it, a superhero yeah, I know what movie. you're saying. Yeah, that was, that was the, that was the uh, original trilogy kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Well, I speaking say, of... I, I, one of the things I do notice is the characters in the... Uh, original trilogy had a lot more depth. Every one of them, like yep. even Chewie, felt more like Chewie. Chewie more has more depth than Anakin does. Like, isn't that I wouldn't sad? Say than Anakin, yes, but definitely Chewie's more awesome. than a uh, side character. You know what I mean? In the the prequel, are we? Is this still a video Speak, game? Uh, no, podcast? fuck off, fuck off. Speaking of, yeah, I was trying to wedge in, and everyone kept talking about fucking Star Wars. God, Star damn Wars it. is awesome. Speaking of series that have gone downhill. I played Mercenaries 2. Oh, yeah. That was right. You were going to do that last week. I was going to do that, and I did that. Oh, yeah. That All game your free is... time and money. Oh, my God. That was bad. All right. So, let's... How... Have any of you guys played Mercenaries 1? No. No. No? All but right. I know, well, I know a lot about it, though. Mercenaries 1 was a fucking phenomenal, like, dark horse game in that, like, no one... No one knew anything about it, or no one thought... it. You know, if you look at this game, it looks generic. It's an open-world shooter, much in the same vein as Grand Theft Auto. But the difference is it takes place in fucking North Korea. (laughs) And it's all hell, and there's a war going on. And there's different factions, and you can do contracts for those factions. And you're ultimately building up to build this deck of cards. This deck of cards, each card is a hit that you have to take out. And there's 52 hits, and you have to take them all out, and you're working your way up to the Ace of Clubs, um, who, or wait, I'm sorry, Ace of Spades, who is the dictator in North Korea. And it was a really good game, and there's a lot of explosions, 
everything in the game was destructible, which could not be said for a lot of games at the time. And then we have Mercenaries 2. Oh, boy. Mercenaries 2. Oh, I thought that was Mercenaries 2. <laughs> no, no, that was, that Mercenaries, was Mercenaries 1. 1. Mercenaries 1 was great. It was great. And Mercenaries 2 is not great. And the the Mercenaries 2 was set up. Okay, 1 was developed by Luke was developed by Pandemic, which was owned by LucasArts. Or yes, LucasArts. Yep. Um Mercenaries 2 was developed by Pandemic, which was owned by EA. Um <laughs> the game takes place this time in Venezuela and instead of building up a deck of cards you are following along story missions that will have you take out various hits across Venezuela to get back at some guy who fucked you over. Well at least they tried to change things up you know what I mean? They did they did try to change things up. Problem is this game was made on two platforms or four two platforms the PS2 and the PS3 so uh, Wait, compromises two and three or one and two? two, two and three, two and three. Man, you Mer- you gotta get your timeline in order, man. Oh, what Joe said, me? Mer- yeah, Mercenaries- Kyle. Like you don't know when things came out. Well, I'm more relatively new to the gaming world. Yeah, Mercenaries One came out on PS2. Mercenaries Two came out, and I think 2008 on PlayStation 2008. Two. 2008 on PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3. It was a late PS2 yeah. game. And if that came out on PS1, that would be a really late PS1 game. Oh, god damn. It would be horrible. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, this game's flaws. Oh, god. polygons. <laughs> so the PS3 has a nasty Duke Nukem habit of making textures shiny when they shouldn't be. Yeah. It's, they, they eventually fixed that. but They did. Yeah, they Okay, so the Mercenaries 2, when it came out on the PS3, was unplayable. Yeah. And they eventually patched in a lot of fixes, so it became more playable. And, you know, it has a lot of really jank animation, but overall, as a game, it's functional. Um, If not the best, it's not very good to look at. But 2, on the PS2, oh boy. Oh it's like, boy. Oh boy. Okay, so one of the big things about Mercenaries 1, at least, is, you know, it's an open world game on PS2. You're going to have to have some fog. Well, it's Korea. It's kind of dirty. There's a lot of explosions going on. So let's make the fog brownish, grayish. You know, it kind of fits in that misty mm-hmm. uh, Northeast Asian motif that you usually have. Or is that Southeast? I'm sorry. Regardless, it's believable. Venezuela, I'm not sure if you've been to the Caribbean. You can see as far as the eye can see. They still need to have fog. Yeah. There's a lot of blue fog in oh, Mercenaries 2. On. I'm seeing a screenshot of Mercenaries 2 now. I remember this game. Yeah, I mean, it it had promise because oh, shit, Mercenaries 1 was so great. Game. On PS2 have... or PS3? It, was it only for those two? It was it, only... Uh, it came to it 360. Made it 360, 360 I think as well. I played it for like a little, like I think somehow at one point it was on my console and I played it hmm. for like a moment. I think it also came to PC eventually. It, oh yeah, yeah, did I, think it? I did play this. I did play this. Oh my god, I played this. <laughs> I didn't know it came to PC though. Today, I Congratulations, was... you played a really bad game. It... But no, I guess I didn't even know it was a bad game. Well, <laughs> no, no, so that's the thing is Mercenaries 2 for the next gen while it had its jank and issues at launch, which led it to get it universally panned, um, they eventually did patch it up a little bit such that it's not bad. It's just from a graphic gameplay and maybe story standpoint, it's mediocre. 
but as a game, it functions a lot more than it did at launch. The PS2 one functions, but goddamn, is it ugly. No oh, well, boy, yeah. it's Hold ugly. Wait, Dude, we gotta make a 3, video. Did you see the graphics were good or bad? They, they, PS2 they bad. Say, from these screenshots, it looks good for the time. No, it was it was it was an early PS3 game. I think yeah. is the best way to characterize it. Is it wasn't the worst looking thing. Well, you also need we're, to see it in motion. Yeah, we're it's, we're talking about the PS2 one as far as like bad the bad that, stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, the PS3 was fair, like just fair. The PS2 one though, like it's oh, yeah, has blue fog. It has blue fog. <laughs> the anim the. The UI looks like it came out of a PlayStation 1 era game. Like, oh, the buttons yeah. are so blown up. They're so <laughs> pixelated and jank. Holy shit. Like, it's like, how did you let this go through? Was there not enough room on the disc that you couldn't have put some better uh, 2D sprites on there? Like, it just, and uh, the of the level I played, it was pretty barren. You know, you think, it was clearly... think the clearly worked on that one? Maybe it was clearly running off of Mercenaries One's engine, but it had like the UI in general was just so fucking gnarly. Like it amazed me how that even how that <laughs> Kyle, was even Kyle, I hope you know that image know, you just I sent know, me is just really compressed to shit. I know, I know. I just, I, it's, it's a funny joke. <laughs> That'll be hilarious. Though. I know, right? <laughs> oh, <God>. Yeah, no, it's the it is, and that I can't, I can't even tell which version yeah, it that's from. PC. It's well, it, really? it's hard to say. It is compressed. Yeah, but I just know there was a hell of a lot of fog, and yeah, it's it was it's unbelievably bad. So at the be- the thing about mercenaries, what makes it a fun game is you can pick from three different characters. And in the original mercenaries, this was kind of a cool concept because you were dealing with four factions: the UN, South Korea, Russia, and China. And, you know, when you went in to accept contracts, sometimes you'll have little conversations that you'll overhear that are spoken in Chinese, Russian, Korean. Guess what? The players each know one of those languages. Oh, that's kind of so, cool. Yeah, yeah so you cool. you could replay it as, like, the Swedish guy who just so happens to know Russian, hmm. and he'll be able to understand what the Russians are saying to each other. And in, the Venice, in this one, when you go to pick your character, it's like compressed... JPEGs that have been cut out and posted into a PNG format, and so there's just really janky and pixelated character art, and then there are no like multilingualisms in this game either, so you don't really get that added benefit of being able to overhear conversations. So it's kind of moot at that That's point. That's kind of disappointing. Yeah, they have like some specials, but it's not like anything meaningful, like oh, one person is harder to detect. You know, but to what ends, I don't know. And also, yeah, it's, 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 I'm going to, at some point, I'm going to stream it. Me and Peter are going to play it because here's the thing. When I jumped into Mercenaries 2, I was like, oh, wow, this game is bad. Maybe Mercenaries 1 wasn't as good as I thought it was. No, Mercenaries 1's great. I popped it in. It's still pretty all right. It's still pretty good. Like, yeah, no, it was a graphical, the graphical thing stuck out to me the most. It's just like, oh, man, this game looks bad. Went to Mercenaries. Oh, my. Holy hell. The presentation is just so much better. So, it's just clear that they probably had some, like, really new team working on the PS2 version to just push it out. Yeah, they just they didn't care about that version at all. So, like, at some point, I want to stream that with, like, me and Peter and just, like, have Peter give, like, kind of be a fresh pair of eyes because 
you know, even though you might have seen screenshots or gameplay, you I, haven't I played I it yourself. I wouldn't mind that checking it out either. Dude, yeah, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's an experience to say the least. <laughs> and yeah, that was that was something that. Uh, uh, don't play Mercenaries Two on PS Two. I might check it out for a PC. Just for fun. Yeah, it might be worth I, I checking out for I PC. I can't believe I actually played this. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm remembering now. I remember it was cool because this was this was like one of the first games I played like on my Xbox, right? Mm-hmm. That was like the first like dis- big destruction open world game, and I thought that was cool. Oh yeah, no, like Mercenaries One was pretty awesome, at least with the destruction. And two, upon its like when it was gonna get released, all the trailers were very much about like fire. You know, that was the new oh, thing yeah. that they were bringing. They were gonna have forest that could catch on fire it was gonna be awesome and they have it but it doesn't nearly propagate as awesome as one would think like it'll burn three trees and then it'll just go out you know had to wait wait for far cry 2 to get the fire and even that wasn't like that fire looks beautiful and fire is pretty cool yeah it looks great i just wish there was more spread when i i haven't actually seen like good fire spread in like video games but then when far i started playing far cry 3 like, now I'm actually, like, afraid of fire. Like, I'll see yeah. it catch, and I'm like, oh, shit, you know, I'll run I'll run away. Like, I never used to feel that in video games. Like, <laughs> I would see the fire and be like, oh, I'll just walk around it. But in, like, Far Cry 3, I'm like, oh, shit, that's going to catch. You know? I like the idea that you take that into real life, and you see a fire, and you're like, oh, shit, and you just sprint away without even trying to put it out or anything. You're just like, fuck, they're, they're, they're screwed. Just, <laughs> just let it spread. Well, most video games, fire is just like a like a, a stationary obstacle. Like, don't oh, yeah, touch yeah. this; you'll take damage. Mm-hmm. You don't jump over it or around it. But in Far Cry Three, it's like, oh, get out of this general vicinity because this is all in flames. World in flames. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that's the title of the that's the subtitle: Mercenaries yep. Two: World in Flames. So that's exactly what it was. There you go. More like game in flames because it's so bad. Hark! 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 God damn it! You know someone used so that's some sort my of piece. weird subtitle like that on their review. Clearly. So, Joe, you were thinking of uh, hopping on my Minecraft server sometime? I still need to buy Minecraft, but God damn it, money. So I've got, <laughs> uh, my server's currently using Feed the Beast Dire Wolf 20. It's a mod pack. And I have to say, it is actually really, really fun. They have some real fun mods. Uh, one of them is like a morph mod. So any any like other like thing you kill, you can morph into it. So if you like kill another player, you can impersonate them. You can morph into them and it'll actually you'll be that player and you'll have their name tag. So I think I'm gonna mess around with people on the servers being like although if you start to talk they'll notice that it's not the right uh chat bar person, right? But oh yeah. it's also fun, you can like turn into horses or bats or like a pig. I tried to turn into a creeper one time, and I tried to scare somebody, but they just turned around and killed me. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, stop, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> Dead. Um, there's some other fun stuff. Uh, there's a whole bunch of, like, really cool flowers, and, like, I remember these all these plants, and I'm like, oh, I'll be a farmer. So I just, like, pick a whole bunch of random seeds, and then I plant them. You know, I make this really pretty farm. I plant them and go downstairs. And uh, all of a sudden, I hear these explosions coming from, like, upstairs. I'm like, oh, shit. What's happening to my farm? I come upstairs and these like, the, the 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 seeds when they grow they turn into explosions, and then also some of them when they grow they turn into slime. So there's just slimes jumping around my farm with like explosions, stuff. And it was just really fun. 
Um, they added a whole bunch of stuff. And then I was also talking to Joe about uh, shader packs and how you can add shaders and stuff. I love me some shaders. Yeah, no, like, I think the way it's looking is probably after Christmas, I'll probably pick up Minecraft. Like, right now, I'm, like, into the, you know, my, I, I'm going to be a little bit more smart with my money for at least the rest of the month. Um, but then afterwards, yeah, I, I will probably pick it up. You know, been like, buying too much shit, Joe. Minecraft's like, um, a, it's like a one-time purchase. Yeah, no, no. Like I, I, and I know that. It's one but of those like things where... It's entertainment. Exactly. Like, I'm looking at my... It's just one of those things where I look at my bank account, and it's like, my I'm okay. Like, I'm not, like... In, I'm not... I'll be fine. I, I, I could afford to make a $25 purchase, but right now, like, my conscience is like, dude, taper off. You've been like, drinking yeah. way with, too much. With finals and stuff. I, I well, yeah, and, and that with finals too. Yeah, like I almost, I had to like stop myself from buying some shit on Amazon and sending it to my apartment because it's like, no, this is like the one week where I actually have to fucking pay attention and I have to do my work. So I'm going to avoid that for now. But uh, probably a- around or after Christmas. I'll probably uh, pick it up. Yeah, I can help. The one thing that's been bothering me about shaders is, one, they're, like, so horribly unoptimized and, like, written in Java. I mean, it's just, like, I've got a pretty tank computer, but it just cannot, like, handle the shader. It's, like, I get 30 frames per second with the shaders, and I just, I can't do that. (laughs) Yeah, no, I was just looking at some of those shader packs and saw, like, the realistic water mods... I and mean, I'm they like, look I want amazing. That. Yeah, but a no. lot of them are made for. I built this amazing thing, and I'm gonna take some screenshots with it. They're not really made for, like, some what, of them are made for play, but like, what you don't see is the single digit frame rate counter. Yeah, you know, because like, it's just a look, screenshot. Like, what they recommend is like GTX 680s and stuff, like, and and higher, like, just to get playable frame rate. And that's, like, absurd for, like, an 8-bit, you know, basic shader. And then what I notice is a lot of the ones that look good have, like, depth of field that is just absurd. Like, you're freaking blind other than the <laughs> single thing you're looking at. And no, it's, like, it's like not even, like, healthy. It's, like, you look at one object and you, those 8 bits are perfectly in focus, but every single object on the screen is just, like, a fog. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of... And then, um... There's like other stuff like, you know, some of the waters looks really good. The water's really good, but then also like I really like the God Rays effect. Um it's like tough to find like uh, a shader pack that uses that, but and then I don't like motion blur, so there's it's almost like I want like I want graphic settings instead of just a pick and choose your shader, right? But I can't really get like graphic good graphic settings. So. Yeah. My biggest pet peeve with graphic settings is Having to go into a fucking configure file and set it myself, it's like can't can we make a UI for this? Like it's yeah. not a, it's not that big of a deal, but I've just had them like say, oh here's the configuration file, have at it, and then I go in and there's all yeah. these like weird assly named variables that make no sense to me, and there's yeah. like thirty of them, You've and it's like I don't know what I'm. That's honestly my I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> that's honestly my biggest complaint about Minecraft in general is oh, like. Geez. 
it wouldn't be that hard to make a, a GUI. Like, I, I, I do this at school in like in, in a couple hours. But, but like, keep in mind, this is this is mod, so I don't really expect. You know what I mean? If it was in the main game, yeah, I think a GUI is kind of mandatory. But this is just a mod, so I don't the, really complain. If this was if this was the game, I if the game was like this where I had to go into a configure, then I'd be like, nope, I'm I'm pissed off now. But <laughs> so I, I and also I, I can't decide on one shader, so I eventually uninstalled it from my like my Minecraft just because. I, I couldn't like I couldn't like justify any shit. Like I was like, oh, I'm getting like it, it drops to like, like if I'm looking at like if it's raining and I'm looking at water and the sun's at a certain angle, I drop to like 24 frames per second. I'm just be like, uh, you know, not worth it. It's tough. It's a hard life, you know. I was life gonna say that's better frame rate than uh, Assassin's Creed Unity. I know. So. <laughs> I hear. And uh, you know what I was thinking? I was thinking more about that Peter, and I was thinking how how much I hate 30 frames per second, but I, I was thinking, with a controller, I actually, I think that's okay. And here's why. Um, with a mouse, as you move your mouse, you're changing the velocity mm-hmm. of your, your movement directly, and you need direct, you know, feedback to know how that's responding. With a controller, when you move your analog stick, you're simply just changing the acceleration of your movement. And even if you don't get the frame rate feedback the same way, most of the times you're not moving your analog stick very much in between frames. You're pretty much saying, I generally want to go in that, you know, direction. And I think that's why you can handle 30 frames per second a lot easier with a a controller than you can with a mouse. Well, also, I just think certain games are better with 30 versus 60 or 60 versus 30 like fighting games multiplayer games games that have really in-depth combat need 60 well I, while I'm games kinda... that are more like cinematic or like are slower can be can get away with 30 when you say get away i think that's a better word i'm kind of with total biscuit on this one is that i think any game except for the one exception which is south park the stick of truth because that's looking <laughs> for a specific animation yeah. style right They'll all be better with 60 frames per second. Uh, I have one example that for me, so so, this is the an example that I go back to all the time. Um, Rock Band three. So Rock Band two ran. Rock Band one and two ran at 30. Uh, the backgrounds, but the gameplay ran at 60. Since you know there's the two layers, there's the board which has the notes coming towards you, and then you have the backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I thought that was perfect because the backgrounds are simulating a concert that you would see okay. on TV, so that so way it I'll, looks I'll like that. But I'll, I'll but in, yeah, but in Rock Band Three, they had both be sixty, visual. and it looks weird, and it doesn't look like a TV TV concert anymore. And it's like, ugh. yeah. So I'll say, well, then if that's the case, it should have been shot at twenty four frames. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, or something close to that. Yeah. But if that's the case. And then also they should have had added motion blur to that too. They, it well, there's, have been pl- there's plenty of motion blur. That game is blur city. Basically, anything where you are in direct control of an object on Thank screen yeah, should exactly. be sixty. And if it's like background, it can be anything that okay looks what it's supposed being, to look like. I'm okay with the pre-rendered cuts being being thirty. Yeah, I'm, I'm at yeah. weird odds with this when it comes to Uncharted because I think that the thing that's great about Uncharted is that they can somehow blend the cutscenes in the game so well that it's hard to tell when you're in either one of them. And I think if they kept swapping frame rates, then I'd notice it. Uh, they, well, they don't have to swap it then, though. They could possibly have it at 60. Well, that's why I say, I, but I like the 30 because it feels more cinematic that way. You know? uh, I don't know if I like the... I'm, I, I've heard people make the cinematic argument. Like, what, what is that one game? Um, 
uh, the order, right? That was, that was, it has, 1886? Yeah, it's like capped at 24 frames per second to like make it so it feels cinematic. Wait, really? I didn't, I haven't That's heard about that. That's a weird design decision. They said it was like 30 or something like it. Yeah, they said they wanted the yeah, game I, to I be. Yeah, I think you mean 30. I think you mean 30. It might have been 30, but they're saying they, they capped it as a low frame rate to make it feel cinematic, and no Total Biscuit like destroyed that argument. Well, no, it's it's a good argument because you have twice as much render time, so they can make the graphics look better. Like that, right. that's probably what they're trying to say. But what they're also what Total Biscuit was trying to say is you can't. I guess you don't want to sacrifice graphics for frame rate. There's a, there's a limit that you. I'd say that limit's like 40 frames per second minimum. Well, there's no point having 40 because then you'll just have stuttering. Like, you need to go in increments of 30. Like, it well, needs to be either 30 or 60. You can't have 40 because then you'll have weird stuttering and stuff because it's not in even well, then divisible that, in that of 30. Well, in that case, 60. Because 30 is just, I guess, what the controller might be. But I don't know. And then it, also, it, you, it, it the really aspect depends ratio on the was, like, really cut. And they were saying that was supposed to look cinematic. But I think that just made it. Was that the pixel- Evil Within? I know they did that. That's a just lot of a lot of games do it. It's yes. not a new argument. Like, and I, I'm I'm on the side that like as long as it's playable, as long as as long as it's a steady frame rate, I don't really care if it's thirty or sixty. Yeah, I think slower games, slower games can get away with yeah. the thirty frame rate. Like, you know, if racing games, fighting games, those need to be sixty. Yeah, racing. Yeah, racing oh, games yeah, have to be like, sixty. Well, there's that one racing game. I don't know what it was. It was capped at thirty. There's and a it, lot of it all really of, felt weird to play. All of the need for speeds that have been out in the last few years have been 30. That's why I think I mean maybe this is me just being like a snob, but is, that could have been a reason why I didn't like um, what was it most wanted very much. That's probably a it. Because Burnout not runs at really 60, good. and I freaking love that. Freaking love the 60. I'm yeah, you need 60 for Burnout. Like slow, slower cover person, sh- cover based per- first person. I'm sorry, slower cover based third person shooters on consoles. There we go. That was a mouthful. Yep. Can get away with like maybe Uncharted. a thirty. Can can get away with it. And yeah. again, that's the that's the keyword here. Get away, Joe. I um, would say I don't think there's like any PC game that can get away with thirty, just because you're you're using a mouse to control it. And well, that dude, goes I don't. My I don't think that, PC. I don't think PC games should have a cap at all because it's a PC. It, it could run at as high a frame rate as you have the power exactly. to run. Exactly. Yeah. So. Well, I hate when uh, video games tie their physics in with their frame rate. Well, you do know that. That's yeah, just bad design. That's just yeah. bad design. Dead Rising, like, oh, for my animations project, where I had to make a animations project in Unity, we had to develop physics, and I made it a very key point to say, we are doing this based off of system time and not off of a frame rate counter, like the update calls and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's for this very reason. It's just good design not to do it off a of frame rate counter. Um, yeah. It's easier to do it off a of frame rate counter. Oh yeah, it's way not good easier. design. <sighs> so we should talk about things. Let's talk about things. Um, Peter, you've been aside from your opinions on shit that we've brought up. Your, I, what, 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 what have you been doing? I've been waiting here patiently. No, um, I mean, I've been playing <laughs> various games. Uh, I, I actually I picked up SSX. I mentioned that I picked up SSX in that sale. Is I've been playing that snowboarding that. game. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I mean, I've 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 been I've been an SSX fan for a while. Like, I remember I like, that was I played that first when I was really, really oh, young. dude, they're 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 great. And this game, so this game is really awesome in that it takes everything from SS the old SSX games and kind of updates it and like makes it even better. 
but then um there's some stuff that i don't like like th um in the single player at least there's some frustrating points where there's just like automatic fail like uh, oh you messed this up you which, fail which ssx is this the the, the new one on the it's it, the what one from 2012 what is it called like, ssx oh that's it yeah they they just it was like a re kind of like a re a name reboot but not really a reboot in like any other sense um okay but no, it's it's really good. There's some frustrating points, but like, I think that's just because I'm doing some of the challenges and they're kind of hard. But like, as far as like playing the game, it's fucking amazing. Like, you when you uh, when you build up your meter and you eventually go tricky, which tricky is basically like you're like in this uh, yeah. you're in this mode where you can do better tricks and stuff. Like, it starts playing dubstep and like crazy <laughs> music and like um, when you land on the ground, the the snow around you like makes waves and like the ground changes and like it's it's freaking awesome well, like, like it, i always thought like i remember i love playing it. it it's a well done game but i was always like wondering like how did they make i mean no offense to any snowboarders but i mean snowboarding is cool it's just not what you consider you know it's not super that it's not really that popular you know what i mean it's yeah it's not as popular as uh it, it never well, got as popular sports. as skateboarding was yeah exactly but i mean I, I think it's cool how they made like a pretty badass game well, dude, yeah, I mean, it's really good, and and I've just been playing snowboarding games for a while. I mean, like I used to, a, I used to play Cool Borders back in the day. You it's guys a cool, remember it's cool, a cool concept. I mean, to think, I mean, why wouldn't it make? It's pretty much you could make an infinitely high mountain in a video game and just make it like constant action all the way down the hill. So it's like a great idea. Oh yeah, it's great. I I really enjoy it. Let's see, is this for the PC at all? I don't know. I thought it was only consoles. It might be. Just, yeah, There's a game called Snow. What's yeah, that? I typed SSX in Steam, and it gave me a game called Snow. It looks like, it looks like a snowboarding simulator. Uh looks it looks pretty nice. It's not the early access one, is it? Snow is the only winter sports game that offers the most authentic riding experience in a massive open world mountain. Snow offers the ability to customize your character from entire catalogs of the biggest real-life oh. brands, dynamically reshape some mountains as you want, or compete in real-life events or alone. It is early access. So is it just I me, or do I game. just... It, does anyone else find that when it comes to most sports games, they want it to be as arcadey as possible? Well, this looks like it's supposed to be pretty realistic. Yeah, that's why I'm not really I feel interested. like I've seen this game... Hang on, I need to look at some images, because I've seen this game... And from oh yes, I have seen this game. Okay, this game looks promising. Oh, not really? gonna lie, okay. uh, I've seen it played on GiantBomb.com. Oh, um, by Mr. Drew Scanlon. That I was gonna say that sounds like something Drew would try out. Yeah, and it 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 was a uh, it was a bit bit jank. Like you know, well being more semi, um, it was harder to land moves. You know, it was not yeah. going for that. You, you know, you can't do like. Four ten eighties in a row. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> yes, yes, that is one thing. Um, that and there's no such thing as a sloppy landing. It's uh, if you land sloppy, you're gonna wipe, probably. Okay. Um, but otherwise, though, it looked like the physics and the snow. The snow looked really fucking good. So mm. I I think it it shows promise. So you know what I do when I do some time with you is you and I should just relax and chill out and we should play like farming simulator. I would be down with that. Dude, actually. yes. Just like we spend like all day, just to, like and we just eat 
and go to the bathroom and play farming sims. <laughs> Does that have co-op? I think so. I mean, I've yeah, seen play it people has, do it. It has online co-op. You can co-op God your farm. damn it. Hard, hardcore co-op farming. Yeah. Like, one of you could be tilling while the other one's planting. Like, like hey, did you uh, harvest that wheat? Yeah. Yeah, I smoked it. <laughs> <laughs> there was another uh, game that also had co-op that looked really cool, Um, and they had, like, a, a special, like, dirt engine. Uh, What's the name of the game? It's, like, a trucking game, and, like, the dirt is, like, uh, it feels so good. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's, uh, like, it's not Wreckfest, is it? Like a truck, like a semi truck, or a pretty much you're truck. moving the big trucks around and like the, oh, uh, the dirt. Euro truck, Euro truck. Uh, no, no, no. Um, what is it? Um, look up game with good dirt physics. <laughs> I, like I'm not joking. Hmm. Are you, are you? Am I only one looking this up? I'm. I'm looking it up. I'm just using one hand right now. So. Okay. It's like a truck game. Are you... Is it Max Dirt Truck? No. <sighs> Everyone well, at home, look up game with good dirt physics. Join well, along in the conversation. While you guys are looking it up, I can talk about PlayStation. Is it, uh, is it truck games? Oh, oh. I see, I've seen that game too. I know what you're talking about. What, I see, what is I've it? seen that game. Are you talk, are you talking I don't me? know what it's called. Yes. I don't know what it's oh, called. You know what I'm talking I'm, about, right? Is it dirt? Uh, no, it's, it's not, not dirt. dirt. <laughs> but it's it's like... It's like... um. Uh, it's in the wilderness. I, okay, I think this is what you're talking about, Kyle. And if not, you should look at this game because it also has good dirt physics. It's <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I like me dirt physics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is no, it called actually, Truck Dynasty? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, because that's what it should be called. Yeah, there's a. It's like a wilderness. You're in the wilderness, and right now, I think this is also early access. You have some cars, like a a shitty old. Pretty much, you'll like get. Oh, splinters! I think that's it. That might be it. All I know is splinters? there's like you need you can like travel across yeah, this, this wilderness. It. It's, called, it's called. And there's a lot of mud. Spin. There's a lot of mud. What is this and called? you need. I can't say this word. Splinters. I'm putting in the Skype chat. Did you Did you guys see that? That's the game. Spin tires. Spin tires. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So pretty much this is co-op too, and you're just like going through like look at some screenshots. You're just like going through mud and dirt and it, ugh. And, and you can the, get stuck so easy and oh, then you yeah. need to use like then, a widget like, to get you, out. When you red your engine like in the mud, you just like oh you feel the mud just like go everywhere. Yeah, when no, you the game looks you feel the mud, like there's mud that there is mud that out of your screen. Out. It comes with it a comes out of your GPU and your fan. <laughs> Man, but I'm no, gonna need some I, wipes for my GPU. I've seen this game. Yeah, but we got we got to play this Joe sometime. We got to yeah. get this game. And- I've oh, seen this. this. Looks great. I, I can appreciate this just for like the physics alone. Honestly, I've seen this before. Wait, I think I think yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it's not an early access. No, this is actually out. It's thirty dollars it? though. It's, uh, this is like I've, the promise they had for MotorStorm, but they finally did it. Yeah, and I think it's got co-op. Yeah, it's got co-op. Joe, I'm gonna add this to my wish list, and we'll uh. That is some thick mud. I know, yeah, right? You're, you're, yeah, you weren't kidding about this. No, I know. When I like took look up look up game with good mud physics, I was being legit. Like, <laughs> like that's what I feel like it's like you known for. <laughs> Let's see, I'm gonna yeah. There's a, little... a there's a quick look for it. Gamers Gate has it for um eleven dollars right now. What an unfortunate name. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, when, I, when when the news came out about Gamers Gate, I'm like, wait, does that have anything to do with the 
the website? Like, what happened? <laughs> Alright, I'll, I'll probably pick it up if it goes to $15. That's a little bit expensive for a game. Hmm. Yeah. So, what else have you been playing, Peter? That's, I mean, besides Smash, that's about it. But um, what I did do was, this week is the 20-year anniversary of the PlayStation. So, uh, Sony released a... Well, themes for everything, Vita, PS3, PS4, um, for the play- original PlayStation, a theme for it. And it's really great. I've been using the PS4 PlayStation theme, and like it has the startup sound from the original PlayStation playing whenever you start up your PS4. It's so good. <laughs> the original PlayStation? Yeah, dude. What is that it's even fun- like? I don't even remember that. Oh, I-, I can't make it with my f- mouth. Like It's so good. <laughs> no, man, that was, mouth, that was the uh, first console I ever had. Well, actually, no, that's a lie. That's the second console I ever had, but it was the first console I ever had you know, that, like, I actually bought games for. What I think had a great startup sequence is the original Xbox with that little, like, green blob that was, like, you know, fusing really? and all of a sudden, like, contained a whole bunch of energy and then exploded into the Xbox logo, I think. I like thought that. that was kind of a... Honestly, I thought that was one was kind of gross. <laughs> well, I think it was cool because it's like... Well, you do know when the Xbox, the original Xbox release, it was, like, the most powerful gaming console in the market. So that oh, was, yeah, like, yeah, the big yeah. thing was that, like, all this power, and then it's, like, explodes, yeah. and then had to play video games. I, don't know. I always liked the uh, PS2 startup because it changed depending on how full your memory card was. Yeah, yeah. I actually didn't know that till recently. I actually recently looked, uh, found that out. So, yeah, it's the 20-year anniversary. So there's, there's going to be a uh, 20-year anniversary PlayStation 4, and it, they're going to have information on how to pre-order it at the PlayStation Experience today. But they're, it's really limited. Like, they're only making 12,000 of them. So I'm hoping I can get in and get one somehow. Wait, wait, wait. They're already releasing 20th year anniversary PlayStation 4 consoles? Yeah, like, it's, it's the, it looks like a PS1, but it's a PS4. Like, it's, it's, it's honoring the PS1 by having a PS4 that looks like a PS1. It has a okay, color I'm aesthetic thinking, like the PS1. Okay, so yeah, I'm it has thinking the that and it 20 has, years has, from now, they're going to ship you, a, a, like, a retro PlayStation 4. I think 20 years from now, they'll be like, it's the 40-year anniversary of the PS1, and then it'll be the PS7 that looks like the PS1. <laughs> Actually, you know what they were saying about the, the PlayStation 4 is that this might be, or the next console might be the last console, and they're going to all just shift to cloud computing. That's not going to happen well, anytime soon. Well, I don't know. Soon. I think things happen fast. Don't, you know, things happen I think, faster than you I think, think there's still at least one more console. because That's what but, I was thinking. One more. But then after that, yeah. I mean, it's... It's expensive for us to buy them. It's expensive for them to make them. It's a lot easier for them to just all everyone to have good internet connections. Well, that's the thing. That's, that's the, the thing. Our thing. infrastructure is not ready. It, we'll I don't think it'll be ready for at least ten to fifteen years. Even the people with good internet, even the people with good quote unquote internet, do not have it really that good enough where you can yeah. get away with cloud computing. Actual, well, as of right now, the hope is that five, ten years down the line, that'll change. But. Uh, they're well, being pretty fucking not, slow about it. The telecoms just have it's, too much power. They're not going to let it happen. Nowadays, nowadays, it's actually not too far-fetched to think that the world will be covered fully by Wi-Fi at some point, yeah. some near well, future. Well, the problem with that is that Wi-Fi has too much lag. And then, like, then you fall into the situation that the Xbox One fell into. What about people that live in rural areas that don't have internet connection? What about people that are in submarines and want to play games? Like... It's going to be a problem. Like, I mean, yeah. even even if you discount those people as like a mar- small margin of the population, like even me, I have a 30 megabits per second connection. I can't fucking Skype with you guys over Wi-Fi. Yeah. Like, it's just not, like, the shitty 
router hey, they gave us. Fine. Well, because I'm plugged in to the Ethernet. Like oh, the really? Wi-Fi in this apartment is fucking garbage because well, they gave yeah, us a shitty a router. Council, if you have a council, you'd be you'd be you know I'm sure wired in. Well, I mean you, that would be the hope. You make that assumption, but you yeah. doesn't even have a wire. I'm in an apartment. I can afford to run a wire across my house. My parents' house, uh-uh. There's no way I'm getting a wire unless like yeah. I drill <laughs> holes in the wall, and that's a, just a whole different issue that needs to be discussed. So, yeah. the, you the know. thing is, they will continue to make consoles as long as they can sell them and make money. That's when they'll finally switch to cloud computing once they can't sell consoles anymore. And, and I don't know if you've noticed, but the PS4 and Xbox One are the fastest selling consoles of all time. So I don't think they're like gonna. I don't think they're gonna slow down anytime soon. Which they're gonna the keep selling these consoles. Selling? What was that again? The PS4 and Xbox One are right now the fastest selling consoles of all time. Well, I think that's just because video games, the industry itself, has been getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Exactly. Those that's what I'm saying. I agree. Like, they're still selling them, and they're making tons of money. Well, so they're not gonna stop is... until they can't make money off of them. What I'm saying is they'll get to a point where it's going to be so big that everyone wants to play video games everywhere, and then, you know, they'll just have Wi-Fi, and everyone will be happy, and that, I don't know. The game industry <laughs> is always a, always lags behind with this kind of stuff, because, like, they don't want to take the chance to fail. So they're going to keep doing the old thing until the old thing bombs, and then they'll switch. Like, we like inter- innovation as next... Uh, we like innovation as much as the next person, but there have been many consoles that have died because their innovation was, was not the much. right kind of innovation. Yeah. Like the and Dreamcast was Dreamcast just, was ten years ahead of its time. The CDI, the Virtual Boy, like all these things tried to do really interesting, cool things and yeah. they were just so fucking terrible at what they were trying to do, or they were just not popular. Like the CDI in concept could have been alright. You know, the CDI was just bad. It was just bad. I mean, but it was a good idea. Yeah, no, like uh, it, it foreshadowed what would be disc based gaming, you know, like it was on the right track. It just didn't get there yet. So did not get there. But no, yeah, I mean, eventually it, I, I agree. Eventually cloud computing will be a thing, but right now the American infrastructure is just abysmal. Like we have one of the worst Infrastructures as far as internet in the world. Oh, yeah, Hong, Hong Kong is different. I think I could work in some like, place like Hong Kong. Any like very modern city. Yeah. Um. What Abu Dhabi I think is also very modern. I work in. Anyway. So we, yeah. Um, is there like any news we want to cover? Yeah, I got I got news, man. We I got, got fucking news. news. Hold on, I never even looked at fucking... our little uh, our little notes page. Is there yeah, I got, I got notes. We got notes. Yeah. The notes page that we've been, the Google Docs, the note page that we use. Yeah, yeah. I'm in there. These are actually really useful because then I can go back and remember what the fuck we actually talked about. <laughs> All right. So yesterday they announced Street Fighter V. PS4 and PC exclusive. Oh, I have a note here that I didn't even talk about. Yeah. So, <laughs> I so made he- a note. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. They say it's going to be exclusive, but I don't believe them for one second. Not, I bet you that it'll come out exclusive initially, like, and then they'll want more money. They they keep these companies Sorry, keep saying it'll be exclusive, it? and then a year later PS4, it's on everything. PS4, PC, that's a weird exclusive. Mix. Well, the well, reason it's basically why not Xbox. It's because it's what is it, it's Street Fighter. It's appealing both to a Western and an Asian demographic. Guess what console is not doing too well in Asia right now? 
Yeah. You know, it's four. Xbox One is not doing well in oh. Asia. Yeah, so, didn't you, did, did you hear the news that uh, the guy, the um, the Xbox head in, in ja- Japan stepped down because he was so disappointed in the sales? Like, uh, he wasn't fired. He just stepped down because he was like, oh, I'm well, so Well, okay, if I'm dishonored. in Japan, I think I'd, I guess I would probably buy a PlayStation anywhere. But I'm just saying, I can understand. It's just the marketing, the way, the way Microsoft's marketing the Xbox is very Americanized. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Definitely. They're an American. They're like, yeah, they're, they're American interests American are first and foremost, much and like how many Japanese companies for the longest time have been Japan first and foremost. And and as someone that's been to Japan, they do not care for other companies' products. I mean, other uh, other countries' products. They want to buy stuff from <laughs> yeah, Japan. I know what you mean. Like, they don't want American things very much. Like, the iPhone is definitely a outlier, and that's respect yeah the, the iphone's like inter- international now I mean. yeah well and even then you have the samsung which has been giving oh yeah well, i mean it's only it's like it's like android and apple is the only two big things really yeah well yeah but i mean samsung is korean so oh yeah, you know saying, even okay. they have their like local competitor which is doing a cons- doing considerable damage to apple's market share yeah but that's a different discussion <laughs> do you want to have Milo? I'm glad I actually made a note because I would have forgot to talk about this. So, who wants to talk about MMOs? I've not played an MMO since Guild Wars. I haven't played an MMO since Defiance last week. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> All right, wow. What do you why, have, but I know that? I I. Oh. Why is that? Why haven't you guys played MMOs? Um, usually the monthly thing. fee is too okay. much, and then also the t- even for the ones that are free to play or the ones that don't have a monthly fee. Do not say time, Joe. You've spent so much time with video time. games. <laughs> time. No, I, I just I find spend them to time be monotonous. With vi- no, well, I mean, it is a factor of time largely because I'm a person who plays games in bursts yeah. and hey, MMOs. I mean you know, I, I've never been one to have an obsessive personality. Like, a lot of people don't play MMOs because, like, oh, God, I don't want to get sucked back in. I don't have that yeah. problem. It's just, it's a little bit too much overhead for me and honestly I've the game style doesn't appeal to me like it once was when I was a kid and I had a bunch of time I'll fucking click on shit for days that shit's fun now I I not so much it's not a game style that I enjoy as much as I used to for me it's just like I don't I guess going around and killing random things and doing quests in this in an open world doesn't appeal to me I'd rather I'm more of a I want to jump around and like complete levels and get like collectibles and stuff like that rather than like well I'm gonna go to Midgar and talk to this guy and he'll give me three uh, rubies and I then I gotta he... give it to this guy and then yeah. kill two squirrels and uh like so yeah. I think the biggest so my note is why Kyle can't get into MMOs and I think the biggest reason is that I've, I've been wanting to like every time I try to play one it just doesn't hold its charm or its its in- enjoyment and i think the reason why is it doesn't it makes me feel like i'm playing a video game and i know that sounds weird but like if i can really get into a game i don't feel like i'm playing a video game anymore i feel like i'm in a different world experiencing mm. like something in an mmo i can't like pop out of that like i always feel like i'm you know grinding i'm you know looking at numbers and stats and of course what Feels doesn't like help is like the massive ui that's like on there all the time 
Like, I, I don't really like a big, like, messy UI, but, I mean, there's no way really to get around it with an MMO. You've got just so many skills, and you've got your map, and then you've got your chat bar, and then... Yeah. Yeah, you've got your, like, uh, indicators, and it's just, it's just, like, a big mess to me. Um, a couple ones that I liked, um, some of the new MMOs that are coming out are, like, mouse aim MMOs, like DC Universe Online and Terra. I like both of those. It's real nice to have, um... Having that mouse aim makes me feel a little bit more engaged in the story. A little bit more actiony, yeah. Yeah, and I and I feel like I'm actually then in that person, just kind of like tab targeting and just tab targeting and then clicking buttons to attack just doesn't feel, you know what I mean? Because I can't separate the button pressing to the move. Whereas if I'm like naturally playing a game, I can like say I am doing that action, not my finger on the button is doing that action. Mm-hmm. So totally feel you. I was just wondering if you guys had similar views, and or if you guys were more interested in uh, MMOs. You kind you kind of nailed it, cause like, I, MMOs is something that, like everyone always talks about. I'm like, oh man, like why don't I get it? And then I'm just like, well, it's just not my thing. It's just not my thing. Yeah, but I really have nothing else to say. Like all these points hit the nail on the head for me. Yeah. We need to we need to program an MMO that it's like there's certain MMOs like for example um, Planet Side Two that like they don't feel like an MMO but they're by definition they're an MMO that I feel like a little bit better you know in in that sense yeah I like I like the idea that uh, that some of these uh, newer games are doing where they're kind of like an MMO and that you're constantly in a multiplayer match but more that you don't really interact or need to interact but you can keep doing your own thing like uh that latest need for speed like we're like oh there's six people in this level but you may never even see each other but well, if like, you do you could race each other burnout paradise did that too right where it's like well, if you're connected online Par- people run around right oh yeah like burnout paradise kind of started it but you have to opt in in the new need for speed it just does it by default yeah i don't know i usually don't like random people messing in my world Oh, you know what I didn't actually mind? So I, I, I should really get back into DC Universe Online because I actually really liked it. Um, what I liked is, okay, I guess I'm a really, really big DC hero fan. So I had all the backstory and then it's like to actually battle like all the like DC villains and heroes mm-hmm. and stuff was like really fun for me, you know, to say, oh my God, you know, I'm actually battling this person or like talking to this person. Like, you know, when you like go into like, I don't know, like, Storm went in, in in World of Warcraft and you talk to some random villager to give you a quest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know there's backstory, but that to me that means nothing. But to, like, talk to Batman or, like, Robin or, like, you know, Commissioner Gordon, I guess those were all, like, you know, Batman people, but, you know, or let's see, um, you know, Martian Manhunter and just, like, have them give you a quest. I'm like, yes, I'll, I'll do a question <laughs> and beat Gorilla Grodd for you. Yeah, I was going like, to say, is Martian Manhunter in? Because I, I like Martian well, Manhunter. Well, yeah, it's the whole DC, DC yeah. universe. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So, like, I love that. And um, the whole mouse aim feels really good. Matter of fact, um, it has controller support. And, uh, Joe, I pr- I'm pretty sure you can just play it for free on the PlayStation 3 and 4. Yeah, just, it's free on PS4. It's it's free to play everywhere. So, um, But, yeah, and, oh, so... You can make your own hero, and I just say, even though there's like a finite amount of powers and looks, I still feel unique compared to somebody else. Uh, like I still feel like I am a different hero than that person next to me. I'm a unique hero with like, um, and I really like that. And um, and then I could I played through like single player, and like that was good. And I have to say, like I didn't mind watching. It's like it's I you'd think it'd be tough. 
to like because superheroes are usually like a rare phenomenon, right? You know, in in a fictional superhero universe, there's only a few heroes in it. I, I mean, I guess you know what I mean. But here, like everyone's a hero. But it makes sense because the the way they set it up made sense, and then it just feels like yes, I'm like fighting with all these other superheroes in the city to like save the day, and like it made sense that there were other people running around doing what I was doing. It was just an MMO that like had a good justification, you know, for like what's going on. Where I feel like other MMOs is like, do I really need to get like ten lin- linen cloths from like these villagers, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, you know, getting getting you know, um, uh, you know, vein uh serum from you know Bane's minions so that they can make an antidote. That like. I guess I guess other MMOs have context. It just I understood the context better in in this game. So, oh yeah, I, I I've so I listened to the uh, the IGN PlayStation podcast with uh, Greg Miller, and he's always talking about this game. Like he uh, he loves it. So I I can definitely believe that there's oh, really? some love for I, this game. The, the biggest complaint I've heard about the game is I hear a lot uh, that the end game really bad like once you mm-hmm. reach level cap which is actually i like never reach level caps in mmos and i got like i think five levels away from level cap i guess it doesn't count <laughs> but <laughs> um but even that like i i had a fun up to that point but we'll that, see what happens that's, that's not i haven't heard anything about that but all i know is that literally probably once every few episodes he mentions that if he didn't work at ign the only game he would ever play is dc universe online I don't know if I'd go that far, but <laughs> I... Uh, well, that's just him. That's just him. It's a good game. It's well done. And um, it's fun to, like, be a superhero. And I'm flying around shooting my lasers while you're on the floor, you know, beating them up with your superhero strength. And somebody else is using mind control powers, you know, and throwing objects at them. And, you know, it, it's fun to, like, fly around in Metropolis. And the graphics I like, here's the thing, is they're supposed to make you feel like you're in a comic book. So they can get away with, you know, MMO-like graphics. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, oh, yeah. MMOs can only can only up the graphics so much. And they have, like, a real basic uh, shader. You know, they've got you know, your basic uh, shadows. they got a little bit of anti-aliasing. And then they, the textures are, like, they don't have the whole um, cell shading, like, comic book style. But they feel like it's very natural. It just was a, just the art style really makes it feel like you're, matter of fact, I want to stop and play right now. well actually we need to wrap up in the next 10 minutes because that's when the playstation experience starts and i kind of want to watch that peter i'm gonna um, actually stay on skype and watch that with you live if you're interested sure if you want to um so uh, you want to you want to talk about uh how this house mark news real quick yeah did did you hear out no did you hear joe what are they doing this will make you excited (gasps) uh Super Stardust Ultra coming to PS4. Fuck yeah! New modes, new planets. Alright, yeah, for those of you who don't know, Housemark released a game called Super Stardust HD on the PlayStation 3, and it was the fucking greatest game ever. So awesome. So awesome. It was a dual dual stick shooter back when those used to be cool and new and exciting and beautiful. What's this game called again? Super Super Stardust Stardust HD. Super... Also, the soundtrack is bitchin'. It's so good. So good. Okay, okay. What genre is this? I'm trying to it's figure this out. It's a dual joystick du- shooter. Dual joystick. It's a yeah. So, oh, that's awesome. So happy. 
and then and then they also announced that uh, Resogun is coming to PS3 and Vita, and I don't gonna... give a shit about that. Yeah, me neither. But there's going to be uh, new modes coming to Resogun as well. All right, that's cool. So excellent. Uh, I you... care more about the Stardust thing. Stardust is I love Stardust. I, let's keep moving forward. None of this backward bullshit. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's, it's very um, affexy. Yeah, that that oh, thing. Oh, there's so much shit on the about. screen. That was the most. That was that was like a launch PS3 game. It was the most beautiful PS3 game at the time. I still like, don't know how it, it keeps it a, so hard. I don't know how it keeps a frame rate of sixty. Like, I don't know how don't, it does it. Me neither. There's so many particles on screen because it runs. It also it runs at 1080p. Like it already ran at 1080p back then. It's mm-hmm. amazing. I I feel like 1080p 60 frames per second should be like a standard, right? You know, until like, <laughs> it, it, seems it weird should be that, a goal to strive for, but I don't think it's it's hard. It's if, hard to if, do if that. If your game's not running at 1080p, 60 frames per second, you gotta drop the graphics. That's like I, my... See, I, I I'll sure. be honest. I'd I'd take 1080p 30 if it looked better. Uh, on guess. some on some games, okay, on it really some depends games. how then, much. Okay, then fine. This is what I'd add to this. Then consoles should have uh like one graphics setting. Like for example, uh, like literally a checkbox. 60 frames a second or none, right? Or th- 30, right? And it'll it'll just drop the graphics mm-hmm. to to, and then I would I would like that. I think yeah, if they did that, that's not they, how consoles work. Well, though, no, man. no. If they made a simplified like a really like literally just settings. Yeah, yeah, just graphics, settings. One sixty or thirty. Yeah, like if you yeah. just and they'll automatically adjust it for you. I'd be okay with that. See, I like that because actually Infamous did that and um The Last of Us Remastered did that, but, which what is what good. Tell me, Infamous uh. Second Son had a thing that you could either run it at 30 or 60. Like but you could would they choose. drop the graphics for it? It was the same graphics, just they would cap it at 30 versus capping it at 60. I think, no, one was one, one, 30. one was uncapped, one was at... I thought one was like 30 and one, one was uncapped. So in One the, was 30 and one was uncapped, but I think it goes up to 60. I mean, it would usually be around 60, but sometimes it would dip down to 40. But some people were like, well, I like to keep it at a steady 30. Yeah. Like, I, like yeah. It. I, I keep it uncapped, but some people wanted the 30 cap. I, I sometimes I, I think capped a little bit. If, if, it, if it fluctuates a lot, which is another thing, is you really should be programming games to so try not to fluctuate frame rate the best you can. It's but it's and it, it's it hard keep, with it, open world. It maintains it pretty yeah. steady sixty though. Like oh yeah, by and large, this only happens very rarely when like tons of shits happening. Yeah, so right. it's it's acceptable. Do we did we want to wrap it up? Because yeah, we should wrap. You know, I, got, I work to do today. That sounds good. Me too. You've been listening to another episode of Shit Gamers Say. Find us on Twitter at Zucchini Thumbs. Find us online at zucchinithumbs.com. Send um, emails. Send emails at zucchini thumbs. No. Zucchinithumbs at gmail.com. Again, that's zucchinithumbs, all one word. It doesn't matter the capitalization. You can find our respective Steam usernames in the comments or in the description of this podcast. And you can also find us all on various social... Okay, you can find me and Peter on Twitter. You can't (laughs) find Kyle. But you can find Kyle on Twitch. Also, we're all on Steam, so add the us there, too. The best way to find me is on YouTube if you want to watch video games. YouTube I don't really as well. Them. Yeah, YouTube, uh, Yeah, I'm sorry, YouTube is the, yeah. actual, the correct place to go. <laughs> and also, we're a part of the OSU Podcast Network. Um, go to, what is it, go.osu.edu forward slash podcasting. There you'll find a collection of podcasts like this one that you can listen to anytime, wherever you go. 
None of them are exciting as this one, though. None of them. Unfortunately. I don't think you can say that. <laughs> I'm joking. No, I love all of them. We got... Uh, Dude, we're like an, ad- an adrenaline rush. We're, we're, like we're hyped ad- up. We're 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 chugging dues. We're f- stuffing Cheetos down our pants. Like we're doing it. Yep. We got a riddle show, the tough nut to crack, and we got a show about I believe he's a med student or pre med, uh, talking about day to day life called the fan club, and also stranger talk with the podcast president Brandon. So give those a listen and like and subscribe us because we're great. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.